Welcome to another episode of Confessions of a Disney Cast Member, where I talk to Disney cast members from all walks of life and, of course, all walks of magic. For today's episode, Sophie and I will be chatting with Joshua Jamal, who sprinkled his pixie dust at Voices of Liberty, American Music Machine, Finding Nemo the Musical, and Guardians of the Galaxy Awesome Mix Live. This is so exciting. Hi, Joshua. Hi. I'm, I feel, like, honoured to be in your presence right now, your virtual presence. Uh- <laughs> <laughs> you've done you've done the rounds you are like performer like central over there yeah thank you thank you it's it's been it has truly been a dream to have done a lot of the things that i've done yeah so it's i'm no matter what happens i'm super grateful and um i'm just so happy that i got to be a part of all that stuff. Of course. And it's also shows. much like a mix as well. Like it's been like Voice of Liberty over to like Crush mm-hmm. at Finding Nemo the Musical. Yeah. It's such a change. It's amazing. Yes, it's, yeah, it's great for my brain. It's great for my voice. Um, Cause they say, you know, a versatile singer is a working singer. So luckily exactly. I have been able to tap into different styles and I've done a lot of stuff. Um, over at Disney so I mean I'm I'm so excited to get tucked into it because it's I mean full disclosure to start with Finding Nemo the Musical is my favorite show on property so I'm slightly fangirling over here I'm like we have like like Crush and Blow and like I'm just I'm just super super excited to get into that but we've got so much else to talk about before we get to that so Sophie I'm gonna hand over to you Okay, so we're going to do some Disney quick fire just to get you in the mood of Disney. Obviously, you are over there anyway, okay. but we're going to get you in the mood for it, okay? So, okay. first thing that comes to your head. Favourite park at Walt Disney World? Magic Kingdom. Magic Kingdom, okay. Yeah, it's, mm-hmm. the, it's the standard, isn't it? You yeah, it's, that. It's, it's, I would say it's, it's like... It's the nostalgia for me. It always has mm-hmm. been. So, it's it will always be my favourite, no matter yeah. what. Oh, I love that. Okay, favorite ride at Walt Disney World? Ooh. Um, oh, um, Twilight Zone Tower of Terror. Oh, ah, yeah, that's a good, good one. Show. I do anything to be on yes. Tower of Terror right now, honestly. <laughs> Elevator shaft, right. <laughs> it's just, I love it because it's different every time you ride it. And so you can never get tired of. At least I will never get tired of going on it all the time because it's, oh, it's different every time. So same, hundred percent agree. And the costume's really cute as well. So yes. If you want yeah. to be like, here, we are. <laughs> okay, so obviously we, me and Bradley, were Epcot cast members and we worked in the pavilions. So if you were drinking around the world, what would be your go-to pavilion for a drink? Um, margaritas in Mexico. Oh, good That's shout. That's my answer. Good yeah. shout. <laughs> yes, the avocado margarita is my go-to. I am Yes. So good, so good. Um, every now and then after like uh, a day at Voices, sometimes um, if we want to, like sometimes we'll walk out as opposed to, you know, taking the bus. Because you guys know about that. Yeah. Like, taking yeah. the bus to the parking lot and stuff. Of course. Um, we would do like um, like a walkout margarita. Yeah. Like we would walk out and like go hang out for a little bit and then go home. We did it at Nemo too, actually. We would do, um, we used to call it walkout beers. And Amazing. we would get, um, like as a cast, we would go and... Um, get a drink on the way out back to our oh, cars oh i love that yeah That's a great day great way to end your yeah. day yeah 100%. yeah 100% oh i love that okay if you could work anywhere at walt disney world but you're not a performer what would you do and where would you work mm, probably <laughs> probably princess fairy tale hall 
Oh, yeah. good shout, good shout. Yeah, yeah, I, I would want to work in that area just because I, I love those girls. Yeah. It's the most magical, yeah. it's the most magical 100%. It like is. It is, it I feel is. like when you're around there, like it doesn't, I feel like that with the whole of the Magic Kingdom, like I don't even have to be riding a ride or like, or like doing anything. I can just be walking around and still have the best time ever. Yeah, my friends and I, like, um, I think it was like a couple years ago, we were just, we just decided to go to the parks just for a little bit, just cause we can, you know, we could do that. We could just yeah. show up and we weren't doing anything. We were literally just sitting there in front of, um, uh, in front of not Casey's Corner, but the ice cream shop on the other side. Oh, the um, is it Plaza? Is that, is plaza. It? Yes, the Plaza. Yes, yeah. we were just sitting there, and then we have been sitting there for like an hour, and they were like, "We're not doing anything." <laughs> but it's like, but but it doesn't matter because it's just being in the atmosphere. Exactly. Literally, literally, get me to that fake oh. grass in front of the castle. Yes, <laughs> I'm so excited for that day to come back around. I love it. Well, Bradley, you've got the first set of questions, don't you? Yeah, of course. So um, obviously now we know a little bit about your Disney keynote side, Joshua. Uh Um, But let's find out a little bit more about you. So um, tell us about where you come from. Um, Obviously, I don't know if you are originally from Orlando. Um, And have you moved around a lot as you've um, grown into now, like the present day? So I was born and raised in Florida. I was born in Brooksville, Florida, which is... um, north of Tampa, um, which is like on the, over on the coast on the west side. So um, my hometown, Hernando County, that area is like down the street from the Gulf of Mexico. Um, okay. So we were right, right there on the, you know, right there on the coast. Um, I grew up there and that's, I grew up singing in church and that's, and I grew up in a musical family. So like my mom and all her sisters and her brothers, they all sing or play an instrument of some sort. Wow. Um, so that's, music has always been a part of my life as well as Disney. Um, and then uh, for college, I went to uh, Southeastern University in Lakeland and I studied um, vocal performance there. So I studied music and then um, being in Lakeland, Lakeland is in between Tampa and Orlando. So right, okay. um, I was only uh, maybe half an hour away from Disney and I started working at Disney in 2014 um, and I just commuted back and forth. And that right. was, um, so my first role at Disney was actually um, vacation planning at Magic Kingdom. Oh, okay. So I was, so my last, it was my last two years of college. So I did that um, for school, during school. And then um, right after graduation, I auditioned for, you didn't even ask all this, but um, it's just- Yeah, no complaints. So I graduated in 2016 and the, spring semester so I graduated in May I auditioned for Voices of Liberty Candlelight um right after graduation and then that's when and I booked it so that's that's how the singing at Disney started so I transferred from vacation planning into Candlelight and then it just kind of the ball started rolling there and we'll, we'll go on we can go yeah. on to the rest how of all of it happened but that's that was like I the start did like the audition come around then obviously because it's different to like being auditioning as a Disney performer isn't it obviously mm-hmm. you're, you're an equity performer yeah yes 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 so, so how was that, that audition like did you get an agent calling you or was it like an open call no okay so some some performers have uh, agents that kind of handle all the logistics stuff but as far as like auditions it's an open call um so for the uh candlelight cast show um they 
audition in the fall. So like August or September. And then we typically would hear back around uh, the beginning of October, I think. So we would go like a month, sometimes two months without hearing anything. Um, and it's an open call. So you, everybody shows up. Um, there's usually around voices. It's around a few hundred people there um, at the open call. And then they, they cut it down um, for the callbacks. They cut it down to maybe like 30 or 40. Wow. And then, and that's, that could be a high number too. Um, it could be like 30. Yeah. Like, cause it'll be around like 200 people there, at least for a voices call. And then they would cut it down to like 30 maybe. And then for the callbacks, they, um, they do uh, a solo based on your vocal part. So I'm a tenor. So I sang Danny Boy, um, which, which is one of the Voices of Liberty yeah. um, mm-hmm. charts. Yeah, and then after that, you do the ensemble call. So you sing some of the um, voices, charts, and a group with our musical director, Tony DeRosa. And he is giving direction and making sure everybody sounds good. And, you know, at that point, him and the casting director are, you know, looking at people and listening and seeing, like, who would, you know, fit the sound. Because voices is a a very, it's very different, like, the sound as far as like how you are supposed to sing the music is very specific and it's not something that is typically like you can just kind of like hear it and like get it like you have to you have to learn learn how to approach that music and I was always a fan of voices for forever I mean to like just from experiencing it from a guest's perspective it is one of the I, I don't I think I don't think you can watch Voices of Liberty without a massive smile on your face because it's just insane to feel that music uh-huh. like so, uh-huh. in such a raw format or even well it's either smiling or you're crying yeah like my <laughs> yeah. first I remember like after learning um the Americana show which is the show that we do in the rotunda with the um period costumes the yeah. 18th century ish costumes um I want to say it was like my first, um, and we call it like um, on the being on the floor is what they call it. I guess like dancers say like on the mat. So yeah. like voices would say, "Oh, my first day on the floor," or like I'm on the floor this day. That's like our little. We say that like, as well, actually, instead of beverage. Oh, really? Yeah, we were, oh. yeah, going on the floor. <laughs> like you're yeah. on the floor, which means like you're on stage, like on the restaurant floor. Oh, okay. Yeah. yeah so we say yeah. So we say on the floor. Um, and I remember my first day, and I think we were singing "God Bless the USA," which is my favorite, my favorite, op- my favorite "Voices of Liberty" opening song, because all of my songs are um, separated by category. Because we have openers, we have middles, and then we have closers. Mm-hmm. Um, so that was my, I think, one of the first times that I realized I was looking at you know everybody, and I could see like just people like the song had just started, and people are just like bawling, mm-hmm. and it's so sweet. It's so sweet. That must have been such a surreal moment, like your first time performing at Disney and like, you know, seeing, feeling like that kind of moment. It just must be so surreal because I'm sure, like you said, you've been watching that as a guest before Mm -hmm. that, like many times and then bam, it's you. Yeah, it's okay. So I have to, I have to say this, but this is so, this is so strange. So I first discovered, so I had had no plans on studying music ever before I went to college. Okay. Um, so, but because I love singing and I love performing, I love being on stage. I was like, okay, so I want to do this professionally and do it well. And I want to, um, you know, hone my craft and this is the best way if I go to school for it. 
So it was a very hard like first like year and a half doing music because I, I couldn't read music. I had to learn everything from scratch. Wow. So I was looking up things to do with the, with the music degree, specifically a voice um, vocal performance degree. And performing is obviously one of them and also teaching is one of them. But um, I came across like, you know, just different types of um, venues to perform in, like as far as like auditioning and stuff. And Disney came up as well as like cruises and all that kind of stuff. So um, then I came across a video. It didn't even say Voices of Liberty. It said, Disney singers sing God Bless America. And it's just like a little, a little piece of the song. And I, that was the first time I ever heard them. And I was, this was 2011. Um, and I was obsessed. Yeah. And so I found every single video I've watched. I've seen, you guys have no idea. I've seen so many videos um, <laughs> from up until, up until I got in the group, um, which ended up, I mean, hindsight is 2020. It ended up helping me a lot because I heard most of the music um, by the time oh, I actually got um, in rehearsal. Yeah. So I was already familiar with a lot of things and already like kind of familiar, kind of familiar with the sound. I still had to learn how to kind of mold into like what what the sound is exactly. to the group but I understood a lot of it so wow. so it helped crazy it's, it's funny because like that you found that clip and like it and it sort of like inspired you and motivated you to get to that point like I've I remember <laughs> this is nowhere near as impressive as that but like I'm a big I'm a big Tori Kelly fan and the first time uh -huh. I heard her sing like the I don't know if, you've, if you guys have heard the PYT um like riff that yeah. she does oh of yes. course, yeah. And I like, when I saw her sing that live, I was like, this is everything. But for you to actually <laughs> like watch Wizards of Liberty for those years yeah. in between and then actually get there, that must, that first time you did that must have just been ridiculous. Yes. So, yeah. So it, um, since I was doing Candlelight first, that is still, um, it is Voices of Liberty, but it's a seasonal thing. Yeah. Uh -huh. So you're not, you don't, you know, it, it does give you a foot in the door into the rotunda. Um, but even after that, it's, it was still two years before I even got in the rotunda. I actually got the, um, the call for the Americana show while I was learning Finding Nemo the Musical. Right. Okay. So, so yeah, yeah. let's, let's jump into Finding, so Finding Nemo the Musical came next in the order, right? Am I right in saying that? Um, so no, actually it was um, Candlelight first. Yeah. And then um, I got an email from one of the casting directors to audition for American Music Machine. Um, and that was 2017. And for those who don't know what that is, that uh, American Music Machine was like, it's a pop acapella show. Um, so it's kind of like pentatonics, but like, yeah, a I little bit more difficult. I love that show. <laughs> so like, good. I was working in Epcot in 2017 with Bradley, uh -huh. and I remember watching that show multiple times. I would yeah. get my drink and go and sit down, and I'd be like, living. Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah. trying and to sing along, thinking I'm like matching you guys, but I wasn't. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, that show was so much fun. RIP American Music Machine. Yeah. It, I, I was, I got, I was very lucky. Um, cause I was in the last, uh, cast to learn the show before it closed. Um, but yeah, so that was 2017. And then after, um, American Music Machine closed September 30th, 2017. And then, um, I got Candlelight again. So I, I did Candlelight again that year. And Amazing. then like the week, uh, um, I think it was like a week before Candlelight was over. I was, um, 
called in to do an audition for Finding Nemo. Wow. So I did a Nemo audition. Um, I did like a callback to like two callbacks for that. It was, it was strange because I had like a crush one that was just, it was like just me and like another person. Um, and then I got the call later on that day for that. And then 2018 was, uh, I think we started our rehearsal process. Here's some backstage things. Um, oh. So Funny Nemo has the longest rehearsal process, I believe. Okay. If you are, if you are um, Marlon, Nemo, or Dory, um, there is six weeks. Wow, that's intense for a if, production. That is a long period of mm-hmm. time. And any other any other role in that show is four to five weeks. Wow. Yeah, so it's it's a lot. And and at least when I learned it, it was early in the morning. So like we it was like six, we had verses as early as six thirty, um, seven, eight, nine, and then and and um we don't we don't do overnights at Animal Kingdom. So all of our verses had to be really early in the morning. Right. Um, but overnights for other shows, so for like um well, Voices was just early in the morning, but Candlelight was overnight. So we would get there at nine o'clock. I'm jumping around, but we would get there at That's nine okay. o'clock and we would be there till two, three in the morning. That's crazy. Sometimes. So what, mm-hmm. what was- There's so many moving parts. How did you feel when, when you got the role in Finding Nemo the Musical? Um, and I'm right in saying you alternated between Crush and Blow? So I learned, um, I only did Crush for about a year and then and a half. Wow, um, and then crazy. then I auditioned. I auditioned to do another role. I did audition to bloat. So like twenty, what's that? 20, yeah, twenty nineteen. I did bloat. That's when I learned it. Right. So I was doing crush for a while. So I, oh, sorry, gosh. when you obviously did that audition, and obviously you found out you were getting the part, did it come with a lot of pressure? Because that is a big role at Walt Disney World. Like crush. Like that's when I go see find name in the musical. That's my favorite part. You know. I mean, like, it's every, yeah. like go with the flow is like yeah, yeah like a iconic, classic. isn't it? <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's um, it is a lot of pressure because it's it's a big song. Um, luckily, my my voice kind of lives there in that realm in that range. So oh, it's as far as like getting used to like singing it, but like by the time. I was done with rehearsal for you know five weeks. I was, you know, I was Wait. ready. Yeah. yeah. But as far as like learning all the other moving parts, because um, crush is a lot. Like I'm running, I'm running around most of the show, and a lot of people don't know that because yeah. I used to think as a guest, I used to think that it was just like you just in the back like chilling and then go, the <laughs> time to go. and then it's, yeah. and then you go. But that's not what it is. So I'm in almost every scene except like maybe two or three. Wow. And so I have like um six I, th- I think I counted it th- I believe it is six costume changes in the wow. show and I'm mostly out just getting in and out of the same costume so I'm in the blue one in the very beginning so I'm in the opening scene for Big Blue World and then it goes into the tank so I have like a little break in between those two scenes um because there's uh, like the sharks and stuff in between um the opening scene and then tank gang so crush is also um that role also does bubbles, oh. which is the which is the yellow tang, and the tank. So I go back into that, and then um, oh, this I have not thought about this in a while, so I have to think about <laughs> what the order is. But it, yeah, it's I go in the blue, then I'm in bubbles, and then um, what's up with tank? And then I'm because I'm not oh uh, moonfish. So then I get back in blue, 
for like the moonfish scene, you know, the right. uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Sydney. Oh, yeah. That. Um, so I'm in that scene and then I have to get in the crush and then I do that. Um, and then after crush, I, well, I don't jump off the turtle literally, but I <laughs> climb, down <laughs> off the, climb down off the turtle and get back into bubbles. And I have like, it's, that's a quick change. So I have like, maybe I have like a two minutes or so to get out of that, um, back into bubbles. And then I get back into the blue. And then at the very end, I had to get back in the crush wow. to, um, to do the, to do the bow, to the, to do go with the flow again. You think they'd just let you chill out in the back, wouldn't you? And just, and just get other yeah. people to do that, all that stuff. There, there are a few, there's like maybe one or two roles in the show that are like a little bit more chill, but yeah. for the most part, everybody's kind of running around there there's so many moving parts behind the scenes that people have no idea yeah um i've got a question because obviously we watch Mm -hmm. finding the musical and lion king the musical and obviously it's every hour isn't it so what is that process like when you finish that show what happens then like are you in autopilot moving fast like what goes on to get reset okay so usually our um if we were like on a six show schedule like they they recently get like just did like a whole bunch break thing so we had a little bit more time but it used to be like every hour mm-hmm. so if um what it was before everything shut down was we did it was six shows it was 11 12 1 and then there was like a 30 minute break and then we did 2 30 3 30 4 30 right so you're so at, at the end of the show sh- that day no so how well well being crushed i've it, and I, I can speak for myself and for all the other guys who um, who also do that role, like it's demanding. So sometimes you need a break and, you know, things happen, you know, all, all kinds of stuff. But we end up, um, I have done many six show days. That's, yeah, like I mean, tons. I used to complain about being yeah. six shifts at six days in the chippy in the <laughs> pavilion. <laughs> like, <laughs> like that is that is intense. Um, yeah. But, but yeah. We, um, so at the end of the show, we have like, it's usually like 15, 20 minutes in between each show and we just kind of chill um, just until the next one. Wow. You know, I will play Nintendo Switch in between shows. Of course. Just hanging out backstage yeah. just before we go. Um, but yeah, that's typically what happens. Wow. So like, what's your regular shift then? Obviously, if you don't usually do the six shift at the six mm-hmm. shows, how does your schedule work for a day at Nemo? Um, so at Nemo Day, you sh- um, everybody has contracts and so our contracts are um a certain number of shows a week um so usually i would have um i would normally do three shows three shows a day Mm -hmm. so you can either do like first three or last three and then sometimes you get um just two shows a day um and then sometimes you get one show a day depending on how your how the schedule works so it's it's really cool um because we do you know i mean we as far as like equity is concerned like we very rarely are there because for an actual eight hours right um because we have captive time and captive time is what we get paid for but actual like being on property like a day at nemo like i would get there at 10 o'clock an hour before my first show yeah. and if i do three 11 12 1 i'm done by 140 wow um but we get paid eight hours 
for that and yes. that's, because that's, it's within the captive time so that, and that works obviously similar very similarly here with equity and mm-hmm. um and yeah. stuff with regards to like if, if you work in film tv theater mm-hmm. um even with like front of house staff in the uk when it comes to like, working on a sunday for example like you get paid your full you get paid the full amount anyway because it's like not working days so it's so good that you guys get treated how you should be treated because otherwise wouldn't be able to afford to live as performer like me and Sophie both performers as well like you mm-hmm. wouldn't be able to afford uh, to live as a performer and um, but I, I, I want to jump back slightly because going from voices to Finding Nemo is such a shift like such a transition how how did you find that moving obviously as a performer you have to be versatile you have to be ready for anything you knew what you you were getting yourself into potentially when you audition but what was the transition like going from that show to the other? Um, it. It, it was a little, it's, you know, jumbled up in my brain. Um, yeah. So uh, when I was learning Nemo and I was getting ready to go to Voices, um, Tony DeRosa is also the musical director for Finding Nemo the Musical as well. Right. So he was mentally preparing me. He was like, hey, you cannot go in there in the Voices room and sing like Crush, just so you know. <laughs> yeah. and, I, and I already knew that yeah. because even doing um, American Music Machine and going to Candlelight, was a huge shift because that's a pop show. And so the placement and the approach to everything is so different. And so like have, after having done American, American Music Machine all summer and then going into Candlelight, he was like, whoa. He was like, whoa, remember where you are? <laughs> yeah. so, um, so it can, it is, it is tough. And I just have to, you know, remind myself to click into, you know, the voices, voices sound yeah. um, whenever I would switch. Cause there will be days, you know, um, a lot of days where I would get to Nemo to do Crush, and then they're like, "Actually, there was a you know a call out at Voices, and they need you to over there." So then there there are so many times where I would get <laughs> to Nemo, and then like have to turn around and go to Epcot. Wow, um, to do shows over there. So yeah, Crazy. and vice versa. That's but yeah, that happened a lot. I mean, I guess I guess that's similar to being an understudy on Broadway or the West End. Like mm-hmm. you obviously have a whole plethora of um, different roles under your belt, but still, we have to appreciate how different, like voice-wise and character-wise, being a voice is a little over crushes. Like yeah. it's a massive, massive difference. Um, and and yeah. how do you obviously the set for Voices of Liberty is people like that's that's the that's the set like um whereas mm-hmm. Nemo is probably possibly the most technical show and property I'd say yes. um had you ever worked in a show that was that technical before and had you also ever worked with puppets before so yes to puppets I and um growing up in church and performing in church like we did puppets so I had some experience with that we don't want to get like the tea on Nemo, but is there anything you can yeah. tell us about backstage or anything, you know, secret? Um, okay, so secret. Because So here's what's cool. They used to do backstage tours. Ah. So you could actually like hang out with the manager and they would, you know, be like, hey, this is what we do this. And this is, you know, no you know where we do this and stuff. So it was really cool. So um, one thing that's really cool is Crush the Puppet itself. So people do not know this, but um, I guess when you see the show, you can see the two two guys like pushing it. Um, but there are two guys that are pushing the um, the actual puppet, which is like huge. Um, and then I um, there's there are like steps behind behind him that I climb up. And then Marlon is also up there, so Marlon climbs up as well, and I have to like um, excuse me, click in his harness. And then. 
um, as far as like crush it, crush moving, there is one of the roles for the girls is actually to be inside of him. So there's oh. a hole at the bottom. Yeah, what? there's a hole at the bottom. And they're kind of, it's it's like a, almost like a race car kind of, because there's like a, like a steering wheel that kind of like, you can move his head right. and you can tilt this way. And there's um, some triggers to trigger his eyes and his mouth. Um, yeah, so it's, wow. there's a lot of, a lot of things going on with just that puppet itself. And that's amazing. Um, Have you also ever, you know, obviously you're doing this show how many times a day for how long? Have you ever messed up on stage? <laughs> oh, question. Absolutely. <laughs> absolutely. I have, um, okay, so I guess this, this could be a segue into the, in some other shows that I did on property. Yeah, of course. So I was learning Guardians of the Galaxy and I had just learned the choreo for the show and the lines. Um, and so I was going to Nemo from that rehearsal in which we could talk about, cause I learned that show in three days and we could talk about learning that in three days. And then, yeah. wow. So I was going um, from Guardians rehearsal to Nemo and I, like my line in the beginning, um, I don't even remember, I mean, I. Yeah, I, I just, I was like stammering and I was like, J -j jellyfish or whatever. <laughs> and uh, yeah, that happened. Um, I forgot, I forgot the words once. Like, I didn't forget the words. I just, they just didn't come out. Yeah. Like yeah. I know what the words are. Um, uh, I was, uh, it's awesome. No, not that part. It's before that. Uh Gosh, I don't have to think about the words, but I remember just I was like, na, 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 na. <laughs> and then, <laughs> and then I bet I mean, because you're like, singing so well, no one will even know. Yeah, they're like, this this well, is great. Well, the I don't think the audience might not have caught it, but the cast, the cast will. Did. <laughs> so, like after that, some of them were like, "So, what'd you say?" <laughs> what'd you say? And I was like, "Amazing." Mm. Do, do yeah, you know, so it happens. It's uh, w when we've spoken to some performers that are in like parades and um, and like our face characters, maybe. Um, mm -hmm. Disney obviously can, like, Disney are always watching at the end of the day. Like, you know, you know, that there's obviously a standard and stuff. Were there any, mm -hmm. were, were there ever times where you guys would get feedback from like the creative directors, or was it just sort of like, we trust you guys, it's all good, we know you're going to smash it? Oh, no, being, um, singing at disney it's it's a land of constant notes right. so you will always get feedback all the time um whether it be from like higher ups like a show director or even like um all the shows have like captains like a vocal captain um that kind of will give feedback for after every show especially like a show like voices yeah. um they will you know be like hey like just watch this part that you're singing like you're not singing the right notes or mm -hmm. or you missed this count or you missed this intro or whatever something like that and something for nemo um we have a set of captains, like dance captains and vocal captains that um, have certain days where they observe shows and they are actually typing out notes um, for everybody in the cast while they're watching the show. And then like a day or two later, they're all printed on a board backstage. And then they encourage us like, hey, make sure you go look at your notes and then, you know, sign off that you read it. And that way, you know, to keep the integrity of, of each course. show. Yeah. So yeah. there's are always feedback. You guys are all amazing. Like when we watch it, I have Thank never you. been and seen a bad performance of it. Yeah. And what is that line? Uh, I don't know if you'll be able to sing. You obviously can sing it, but if you if you want to sing it, I mean, yeah. it's the line. It's like when you're raising 
sun. I don't want to sing it in oh, American um, accent. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> when you're raising sons and daughters, it's like surfing the mighty waters. Oh, oh, oh. oh that was everything I needed right now. Uh-huh. So much, Josh. That is stuck in my head all the time. Every time I think of Finding Nemo the Musical, that is a line that is stuck in my head. So, oh, thank you so much. So good. Um, hopefully that wasn't hopefully that wasn't bad. Was it was like, bad. It was an episode all day. All day. So I'm like, mm. no, you're great. Um, but uh, so yeah, let's jump on to the um, next show. And am I right in saying the last show that you've um, worked on, or did you go back to Voices after Guardians? Oh, I was always doing voices and always doing email. Sorry, Uh-oh. my bad, my bad. So, no, it's okay. So what happened with Guardians, um, one of the guys that was had that was full-time at that show um, booked Hamilton. So he left, he had to leave. So, and it was maybe like the last, I want to say it was like the last month, last few weeks of the show. Right. And they needed someone, they needed to have someone to fill that spot because they pulled the sub that was in that show, which was also a, um, one of the guys who was with Crush and moved him into the contracted spot. So he was there all the time. And so I was kind of, I would kind of cover his days, but then they, they are missed there. There's a hole yeah. in the list and they had, they had to fill it just in case something happened because they didn't want to, they never want to cancel a show. If, if they don't, no. if they don't have to, they don't want to cancel a show because yeah. it's always about the guests and making sure that like yeah they can see that because people love people love that show yeah so one day i still have this voicemail too um because <laughs> i had to keep it i was like i'm never deleting this this, this is the <laughs> strangest strangest thing ever to happen um so i got a call from um a casting director like a higher up like a high up casting director um and he was like hey he does not know me but it was just my reputation within you know, around town and within yeah. the company um, that he felt he was approached about like, hey, you should call him. So he called me, left a voicemail, was like, hey, um, so we've had some some things happen within the cast and Guardians of the Galaxy. We would love for you to learn it. It is a, it's, it'll be a very last minute thing. We'd have to like, kind of like rush, rehearse you into it. So like, I guess like the equity rules is that in order for anybody to do, um, an equity performance to do a show, um, like a new show, they'd have to um, uh, have 24 hours of rehearsal time. Right. So, so there. So he said 24 hours. So that's about three days of rehearsing. Um, and so he left me the voicemail, and the musical director for that show, um, Michelle Lindahl, um, who was amazing. I love her. She she says that she discovered me because she was. Um, she also was a musical director for American Music Machine. So she was kind of the first person to hear me like solo. Amazing. Um, like hear me, hear me sing by myself and hear me yeah. be like, you know, do all the, you know. Riffs and stuff. You know, yeah. All the, yeah. <laughs> so, um, so she and one of the proprietors of Animal Kingdom brought my name to him and then he called me. And so I called her because I was scared. So I was like, oh my gosh, like 24 hours. Like, I don't know that I can... I don't know if I can do that. Like I was so, I was so, I was just doubting myself. Like just doubting myself. I was so scared. So she was like, I think you'll be okay. I I think you can do it. Like you are very good at what you do. Like you need to trust yourself and, you know, and do it. And so I said, yes. So, and they couldn't pull me from Nemo. 
So I had to do, um, I would do Guardians rehearsal in the morning and then go to Nemo after oh. on the same day. And this is over three days. And then, so I would do music rehearsal. I remember the first day was doing music and um, it's all rock, like top 40s, like rock music. Cause it's like, what's in the movie? Yeah. Which I didn't really grow up with singing the rock music. So like, I kind of had to, I, I knew of the music, but I, I never, I don't, didn't know it enough to of sing course. it. So I had yeah. to learn that. Um, <clears throat> so music rehearsal, then the next day was, um, I think I did Nemo in the morning and then I did another rehearsal. No. Yeah, I did. No, it was Guardians in the morning. So I did choreo in the morning and lines and blocking and then um, Nemo. And then I had my overnight. So I was there the next day. I was there. Was it four in the morning or maybe was it seven? It was really on the, it was first thing in the morning. Wow. Um, because when we rehearse shows on property, like we have to do it when there are no guests there. I was going to say, is yeah. are the rehearsals take place on stage or like on? Or? When, we, when we do a, um, like a rehearsal on the stage, it has to be when there are no guests there. So it has right. to be overnight. So like American Music Machine, like our overnight was at 4 a.m. and then it was over by 10. Um, and then Guardians was, Guardians wasn't, I remember the sun was up. So I don't think it was that early. <laughs> I think it, I think it was like, I think it was like 7 a.m. or maybe it might've been six or something like that. And then I went to Nemo after. And then, um, I, yeah. Where do like the yeah. other rehearsals take place in the ones that aren't on the stage? So um, Nemo rehearses at the Animal Kingdom rehearsal facility, which is also Animal Kingdom costuming. So we rehearse back there. Um, Voices rehearses in a building that's backstage at Epcot. Right. Um, a cut. There's a a couple rooms. Like there's the Disney Performing Arts um, Center that we sometimes rehearse in, and then there's also um, the building. I wish I could tell you the name of it, but the the a building that's backstage, like by the where the buses are. Right. That we okay. rehearse in. Yeah, so I've only ever worked, I've only sang at those two parks, so that's that's where we rehearse for those. Of course. And they're they're not normally that early in the morning. Sometimes they're like at nine or ten. Like a voices rehearsal is usually like at ten. Mm-hmm. But obviously, because you're at other shows, they had to get it in like yeah. in the morning to get you off for your shows. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It must wow. have been. Yeah, so, so I did those. I, I was going to say it must have been such a surreal experience for them to have to like work this rehearsal around you um at this point it's like we need this guy so we're gonna have to make this happen at the end of the day um but so what was the experience the first experience going on stage with a show that you've literally learned in three days um it was so cool it like that's the answer I wanted to hear because I was so scared (laughs) I I was so scared it was gonna be a horror story but I'm so glad it went okay no um I I felt really good about what I did. I only, I only did the show three times because oh. by the by the time, because um, it was pretty much already over by that time, because um, it was really late in the shows in the run of the show. Um, but you legit felt like a rock star. Amazing! It's so it was so cool. So like because cool. people love people love the music. They love the movie. They love the show, and you know Star Lord and Gamora are there and. And so it was just really, it's a really cool experience. And like, you got like the, this really amazing band and you got like the pyrotechnics and the bubbles and yeah. all of that. It's, it's just 
so awesome. fun. And then like I had the costume and I got to have hair. Like I, I love that. <clears throat> that was actually my, that was my one request. I was like, so in the costume, like I have, cause like the character that I was with, like they, um, he has like dreads right? and they kind of, they kind of go down like your back. And I was like, I, so I grew my hair out. My hair was not blonde, but I grew it out. So, cause I used to just have my hair just be short all over, uh-huh. but I was like, okay, I'm going to grow it out on top so that they can clip it in. Yeah. So, so not only did they do that for me, they also added more hair. So if you look at any of the other guys, like their um, hairstyles, like I had way more hair than they did. So that, so I got to, I got to flip. Amazing. Hair, so that was Live cool. your best rock star life. Like those how, how weird is it though that you're performing the rock show, like feeling like a rock god there, and then look into your neck, possibly the next day, your next shift is across the street. Yeah. Going nicest. Yeah. Yeah. It was like crazy. And I had to do like a makeup and stuff. And that it was just, it was awesome to do something like that. Like, I'm so grateful. <laughs> That was such a cool, cool experience, and I'm so glad that I did it. Yeah. I, I, I was gonna, I was gonna ask that. Obviously, um, COVID has hit last year, last March. It's been devastating for everyone um, for so many reasons. But obviously, um, you guys as performers, like, it was just the most devastating news to hear that like things had had to take um, a break. Um, mm-hmm. What was what was the like? Were the weeks leading up to? The, the park the park's closing for covid like for you as a performer hmm i worked up until the you the last second to last day before we shut down yeah um because it was originally it was originally supposed to be just for, just for two weeks um so it was it was crazy it was sad just because everybody's this, this this thing is happening and we're what is it like what is COVID and we're all scared and it's just because we're like okay are we gonna come back and yeah it it was just there was just like just a little bit of gloom all over all over property I think but especially in our show and we had we just um they had just trained some college program costumers and the last their last day I mean their, their first day um their first day of like them not training anymore like their first day on their own was their last day like they all got the news that they all had to go back home right after they had just finished training was your last shift at Nemo or voices Mm -hmm. Nemo it was Nemo yeah so yeah I remember going home and I was doing kinky boots at the time and um we weren't sure if we were gonna finish out our run because our run was cut three weekends early because we were able to do five we only did two and I was I was hoping we would at least be able to do that that weekend um because everybody from Nemo and Voices was coming that weekend no like like they all had bought like group tickets and they all were gonna you know it was gonna be like huge luckily like my closest friends got to see me and um in that show but um yeah it was it was tough for everybody did you because well, I, I mean I've I've just to talk about like the busyness of the shows um I mean I, whenever I've seen Nemo the auditorium has been pretty packed um mm-hmm. I'm, ge- I'm guessing it just it was just a case of seeing it dwindle out right when it came to the shows the auditorium being full mm-hmm. yeah I 
I believe we were still getting a lot of um, guests and stuff before we closed down, but it was, yeah, it's just very strange because we, we know, everybody else knows that like we're going to, at least originally we were supposed to be close for two weeks. Yeah. So we were thinking, okay, we're going to be gone for two weeks and then what happens next? Like what? It, yeah. yeah, it was just, it's, it's very uncertain. And so it's been, been tough for everybody. We're just hoping you guys get back ASAP back in the shows and getting them up and running because I'd, I'll speak for everybody. Disney World is not the same without the shows. Disney World yeah, is not the same without true. the parades, the fireworks. It's the cast members in these shows that make this entertaining day in, day out, that make the parks what they are. And yeah. I've, we've said this before, but I actually am, am more impressed by you guys than I am a West End production because a yeah. West End and Broadway production, they're performing once a day, maybe twice. You guys are performing mm-hmm. six times sometimes, like you said, like every hour, like on the hour. I'm like re- rehearsing from like like in an overnight and then going for a show. Like it just, the dedication, as, as we you know say. as well as cast members, like you are mm-hmm. dedicated to your... Um, to your field basically yeah. like you you will do anything for your role you'll do anything to um to like do the best you can at your job especially working for a company like disney um mm-hmm. you know how high the standard is and for me and for me anyway like i just wanted to completely exceed that every time i possibly could um but yeah i mean is is the plan going forward hopefully to get back into entertainment at disney world i i yes Yes, that is the plan because I don't think my time is done there yet. Um, so I haven't done a ton of singing. I do um, sing in a group outside of Disney, um, a vocal jazz quartet called Resolve. Amazing. Um, it's actually yeah. four of us, four of us that we all sing at Disney. So like Ashley yeah. did Joyful, the gospel show at Epcot, and she did Candlelight. Um, Christopher did Candlelight and Dapper Dance. Elodie is full time at Voices Now. So she's wow. actually um, singing at Voices Now and she has been. Um, so that has been resolve has been like you know my outlet my creative outlet definitely and and during the pandemic and what are you guys doing with that is that just is that just something you're personally doing a meeting up or is that something that other people can um watch slash listen to as well yeah so we are personally meeting up we're not really doing shows because shows can't really happen yeah um we are doing some virtual things so like we're on instagram um resolve music i believe is on instagram yeah yeah if you search if we yeah if you search resolve on facebook you'll find our facebook page and stuff and we have tons of videos and tons of stuff so we are working on trying to record and we're comfortable with each other and we're we're all being safe it's only four of us so that's they mostly have been the only people that i have seen other than like um just some I have seen some of my fellow cast members of like course. out in real life and it's always like oh, you know I haven't some of them I haven't seen since March and yeah. some I haven't seen since before then so it's always very strange but um <clears throat> regardless of what happens um I got to live my dream job I got to do a lot of people can't even say that like yeah I it was truly my dream job. So even if I don't, even if I don't go back, it's I that I got to do it. Yeah, yeah. Oh, I, and I got that. to do like, I mean, I got to do other like it wasn't just like the stuff in the park. Like I got to do like studio sessions and stuff too for um, a couple things. I haven't done a ton of studio stuff, but the studio stuff that we do is for parks outside of um, outside of Florida. Oh, so, right, okay. Um, so I 
did uh, for I think it was to was it Tokyo? Yeah, it was Tokyo Disney for um their hot their Halloween show, Jack Skellington's villainous friends, I believe it's what it's called. That is very um, cool. so I got to record that. Um, I recorded with other people. It wasn't just me. It yeah. was a group of us. Um, the um the dedication celebration for um runaway railway oh no um, way if you guys watched if, if you all it's on my like the video of it is on instagram on my instagram yeah josh joshua jamal if you want to we'll tag you yeah. oh yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> we'll put you in the bio <laughs> but um but in one of my posts i have like my favorite moments of doing singing and performing at disney so i have like clips from most of the shows that i've done um and one of them is Runaway Railway because that was so, it was like seven of us and it was like 10 o'clock in the morning and we were at the studio, like um, the Roy E. Disney studio. So it's, first of all, it's gorgeous in there because it, it's still it's still Disney. So it's themed that way. And there's, um, when you walk in, there's a door with like a silhouette that changes. So like the character, like like Cinderella will walk up and like do some poses. You can take <gasps> pictures there. And no like, or, like Maleficent or like, oh. um, Wow. Mickey, of course, Mickey Mouse is in there. It's it's yeah. so much fun. So that that was a really cool experience, and I'm um, glad to have done that. So if you guys watch the the celebration, like um, it's like in the middle of the video, um, where they're all dancing to the like the theme song for yeah. the ride and for that show. Um, that's me and some other people. Oh, well, nice. nice to um, check it out. Yeah, yeah, oh. it was it was a lot of fun. Yeah. We are obviously coming towards the end of this and obviously there's so much we still have still much to talk about yeah. but if there's any if you could tell us a couple of things behind the scenes of these shows that we might not know like voices candlelight or nemo is there any last minute things you could tell us that's cool about your job voices um everybody's costume is designed for them oh wow so nobody else wears the costume that you have. Oh, I wish Disney um, would do that for me. <laughs> <laughs> Trying to go into that costume and find a top that fits. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, but that's that's really cool. Like it's um doing like the fittings is really for really for any show. Voices is really cool because the costumes are so unique. Um but I love my Dickens costume it's all Dickensian and so like the girls wear like these bonnets yeah and um I wear like a trench coat with like fur cuffs and it's like it, it's so long and I have like a big top hat and that was my favorite costume I think yeah I think that I wore um but every costume is designed for you so like they get your measurements and they kind of like talk and see like what you know what their vision is for it's it's so sweet and like that's amazing um, it's, it's really cool for them to like, kind of look at you and be like, hmm, this would be really cute. Yeah. Or this would look really good. Um, and then you finally like, cause you have like two or three fittings usually. And um, you go get your final costume and it's like something that they made just for you. And it's, and, and it's made like, they're like stunning to look at. Like, yeah. it, oh, it's just so cool. Again, that, that's like, my favorite things about the costuming stuff. Oh, I love well, like, I was just going to say that, like, obviously, like I said earlier, Voices of Liberty hasn't got 
like a massive set piece or anything obviously the mm-hmm. surroundings are beautiful but when it, i mean costume probably becomes the set piece itself and especially mm-hmm. i think i think that's something a lot of people don't realize that the costumes are individual to each person and that just makes mm-hmm. the whole experience even more authentic mm-hmm. and um they all are because uh, it's all like 1800s ish like every costume is um designed from a specific year right so if you were to look in like the tag of our our costumes, like it says like 1776 or it says 18 something, or I think I want to say, mm, I want to say mine is like 1864. So. I think um, my Americana one is 1864, but some of the girls have like some from 1700s. Some of them have like 1800s. Wow. Some have, you know, 19, you know, like really, really early 1900s, um, yeah. depending on who you ask. So that it's, it's really cool. And sometimes people would ask us after a show, like, do you know what time, like what um, period your costume came from? And we can say 1864. That's so cool. So yeah, yeah. So that was, that's that's, amazing. That's a cool backstage thing. Yeah, I love that. Was it as comfy as your crush costume? Because that Um, one looks pretty comfy. It does look comfy. (laughs) It is comfy. I will say crush costume, I'm usually, I'm, I'm underdressing it. So I sometimes, I usually will have something under it so okay. it is a little warm oh um but um yeah crush is probably the most comfy <laughs> costume yeah it looks the american uh, music machine costume was cool yeah it's it's really it's soft with the and, american yeah. music machine did you have the red hat is that the is that the same yeah, show so, uh-huh. yeah, yeah it was I got it right I had red yeah. pants yeah. yeah i had red pants um and the hat canvas shoes uh a button-up shirt uh a vest and then a hat and yeah. I wore a watch if I remember to put the watch on <laughs> times when I would um forget that the watch was a part of the co- like I would just forget to put it on and there was one time that I forgot to wear the hat oh really and, and, like, the hat is like the main thing yeah, yeah that's what I remember yeah and it but it was already too late um because I remember walking out on stage and I was like oh my hat's gone oh, um, no. oh well it's oh, like well. proper, I, like I, like extreme glee like i'm getting real like glee vibes out of this like yeah. the costume and acapella yeah yeah i was Love like that. oh my hat's not there and i think my first my because I, I did three guardian shows my first day um and I, I have like these like these fingerless gloves that i wear and i have to oh see if i remember these this is what like the hand thing that I do right, okay. for the show. Yeah. Um, so, and I remember doing this like right before, cause you walk out like this. And I remember thinking like, oh my gosh, my little glove things aren't there. My well, you, just see like, you just see like your bare hands, like, oh no. Yes, and I'm like, I'm like no. <laughs> You're like praying for them, someone bring me. <laughs> yeah. But at that point it was already too late. Cause I'm we're literally bit, like gonna walk out. Um, cause like that, the whole I, premise of that whole show is that like, we are aliens from another planet and we learn how to be cool and how to be rock stars from Star-Lord. And so as the show progresses, like Star-Lord is, you know, teaching us how to be cool. So if you watch like, um, I can't really find any videos of me doing it, but if you watch the show, you can see like Star-Lord with me, like, you know, trying to teach me how to dance and all that kind of stuff. And then as the show progresses, like it gets like, we become like full on rock stars amazing oh yeah it, it sounds you know like the whole experience that you've had just sounds like one in a million it really does it sounds like it's just been a whirlwind yeah it really really has because there are there are a lot of people who have 
wanted to, you know, do something with Disney or sing with Disney and they never got a chance to. And there are people who are doing it now who have auditioned hundreds of times. Yeah, exactly that. Like, I- so it's, I am, will always be grateful. Yeah. 100%. I mean, we've got, I've got one last question for you, Joshua. Okay. And uh, that is, this is something we ask all of our guests. Um, but what would your perfect day in the Disney parks be right now? Well, at this point, because I have not been in forever, like I think the last time I went was in July last year. Um, wow. So I did not, I did not get to go over Christmas. Well, I, I went, to, I went one time over Christmas, right. but, um, I didn't, I didn't get to see Magic Kingdom for Christmas. So that would be my perfect day would be to, for Magic Kingdom during the holidays because Christmas is my favorite holiday and I love Magic Kingdom during that time. So at this point right now in the state that I'm in, I would want to go to Magic Kingdom on like, not, not on Christmas, but Christmas time. Nobody wants to go on Christmas day. Nobody wants to go on Christmas day. It's it's a bit much on Christmas day. Yeah, exactly. Um, But yeah, Christmas time for sure. Amazing. Uh, well, it's been amazing having you in a bit. Everyone's going to absolutely love this episode. Like, we're so happy you came on. And for us, like, this has totally, like, made my week. It's just been amazing yeah. to hear all these amazing stories about our favorite shows at Walt Disney World. So thank you so much. Thank you so much. Thank you both so much for having me. I really appreciate it. We're so glad. Oh, we're so no, glad. We're, we're so glad and so grateful. And, like, we've had um, so many people come on this podcast and mention how devastating it is that, like, with with the performance side of Disney so I know this is going to mean so much to hear how you're you're not willing to let this dream up yet like you're like no I've got more in me yet to to get out to Disney and do what you do best so I just want to say a huge thank you Joshua thank you both so much it's it's been amazing I love this yeah amazing well this has been another episode of Confessions of a Disney cast member thank you so much for listening don't forget to subscribe to this podcast follow our Instagram and Joshua's Instagram obviously and listen to all of the other episodes because they're just as magical as each other keep spreading the magic everyone and bye for now